scratch them real quick. And scratch them back before we start. Alright. Alright, alright, that's the start of the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Wicked Good Show. I'm your host, Dylan, DJ Clubberlang. I am joined by Brian, as always. Brian, say what's up to the people before we start yelling. Yes, hello everybody. Uh, this this episode will be brought to you by spite, anger, um, confusion also. Um, we're mostly going to be talking about uh, Discovery uh, ruining HBO Max yep. specifically. Yes. Yeah. A lot of news. A lot of a lot of a lot to talk about there. There's a lot to take in that's really kind of um it's kind of unfolded in the past twenty four hours. Started with Batgirl and that mm. Scooby Doo movie getting cancelled and it's really kind of uh, spiraled out of control uh since then. Apparently HBO Max is just like uh, done. Um, yeah. What the hell? Else. So but we'll we'll uh We'll get to that. Some uh, we do have some some quick things uh, to kind of go over. Uh, as always, though, I do like to check in. Are you, are you playing anything good right now? So I need to finish uh, Pokemon Shining Pearl um, because then I need to play Pokemon Legends Arceus because in three months still, and they're putting another Pokemon game out. How am I supposed to keep up with this? Uh, Scarlet and Violet are coming out. I'm probably going to get Violet. Uh, very excited for that. But that's kind of what I've been playing in my downtime. Um, I actually... So the original Diamond and Pearl hit right when I was, like, pretending to be mature. Like, right when I got to high school. And I was like, no, I don't I don't like Pokemon. What are you talking about? So I never, I never played them. Um, I like it quite a bit. I don't know if you, you, I don't know. Are you a big Pokemon guy? Uh, I was when I was a kid. I actually, I do have, I still have Sword. I'm still playing Sword. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. A lot of people, like, I don't know. People are fickle. I thought the new Sword and Shield were really fun. Uh, but some people are, you like to complain, you know, Dexit, all that. But yeah, so I'm just playing through that. Um, so I can get to Arceus so that I can play, uh, Pokemon Violet when that does come out. They had a today we're recording on the third of August. They had a not Pokemon Direct, but like Nintendo Direct, but specifically Pokemon. It has a specific name. It escapes me now, of course. Uh, where they showed off some of the stuff. There's a there's a dog Pokemon that's like Doe, and his name is Fido. Very cute, very fun. Uh, looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, that's what I get going on. What are you playing? It reminds me of anybody's um, out there on TikTok. Subscribe to We Could Get Everything, please, uh, because uh, one of Brian's funnier TikToks is, is of the the Pokemon CEO uh, naming off random new Pokemon. Mm -hmm. That would got me the most. Well, all right. So we did a Boondocks video. Uh, that one has like a hundred thousand plus views on the main channel. And it's very positive, but like once you get to a certain number of views, people just start personally attacking you. Uh, so like very rude comments about me being fat, which like I know you don't have to let me know. Uh, but then other than that, the video that got me the most hate was that video. <laughs> people were so mad at me pointing out the names of Pokemon and they, they weren't having it at all. It's very funny. So check it out. And also, yeah, as, as big boys, those are the lives we live that we put mm -hmm. our, we put our, our, our luscious bodies on the internet and it's, so we open ourselves up to ridicule. It's part of the, uh, part of the comedy. Sometimes I like think like, do they think 
that they're the first person to notice. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, shit, this guy's fast. Someone's got to tell him. It's got to be me. I have to be the one to, to let him know. Yeah, they're doing you a favor. Mm-hmm. One person's oh. like, please go to the gym. I'm worried about your health. I was like, all right. I mean, fair, but didn't need to say that. Um, no, I haven't really been playing much of anything new. I, it's, uh, the reason I asked because I was curious because I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of like in a rut of like, I have no new games to play. Yeah. I started playing Last of Us uh, 2, which had like the mm-hmm. HDR upgrade. Um, right, because you get the PS5, so it must yeah. play great on there. It looks it looks really good. Um, but no, I, I just I still play a lot of Fortnite. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get good at Fortnite, not as good as I had originally hoped. I'm still trying to figure out my streaming with my PC. It's a fucking mess. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. Bought, we can I go through that. that really nice card, and I like cannot mm-hmm. figure it out. It's the issue of um, it's the issue of converting from my PS5 onto the PC. Mm-hmm capturing it's because it's a stupid thing that that sony does with playstations they make it like as hard as possible to capture game audio Mm -hmm. um and i i play game audio through the mic and headset that i'm actually using to talk to you right now i have like the 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 share mic Mm -hmm. um and so i play through that and there's like an issue where i would have to i would need like a splitter to plug in to my to my to the, to the capture card and to the controller. It's like this weird, I don't know. It's fucking, it's like an issue with Sony that they make it as hard as possible, which is why I haven't done it. Cause I really wanted to stream more. Um, but mm-hmm. I really just playing Rocket League and Fortnite, but I've been like kind of surfing the web. I can't, I think the next game that I would, I, I for sure will play is, is a uh, God of war. Mm. Uh, and then after that, I really, really hope the Harry Potter game comes out this year. I'm like every morning I wake up and I'm waiting for it to be uh, postponed into next year, but it hasn't yet. They're still saying December 2022, mm-hmm. so I'm really holding on hope. It's like it's been such a dead time for for RPG narrative games too, mm-hmm. and like uh, Knights of the Old Republic was something I was really really looking forward to playing. It's one of my all time favorite games on PC, and I was actually replaying it on the Switch um, for the first time probably since I had I played it on PC way back when, mm-hmm. you know, like 2003 2004. So that was a great nostalgia trip because I wanted to get caught up because I know that the the new Knights of the Old Republic was going to be kind of like a full, uh, a full like remake remaster. Uh, so they're yeah. be changing something that I'm sure was going to be like the same overall story. And then obviously that got like canned out of nowhere. It went from being released this holiday season to all of a sudden they're saying that it's indefinitely put on hold and it's going to be at least another three years. Like that's not a that's not putting a game on hold. That's like that's saying that you're going to completely redo a game. I don't know. Yeah. RPG gaming as a whole, I think, is an absolute mess right now. I, I feel like, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just misremembering my days as a as a young lad being able to play all these story games at once. Uh, but I feel like there's just the market is really really uh, uh, just absent of any new games and maybe i'm just i played too much too of, of games already out there because i also got like i got that that new tier uh playstation um playstation plus subscription mm-hmm. I, I gave it a shot for three months and i upgraded it to the highest uh the highest tier so i get like all the games that they have available and it sucks mm-hmm. there's like it, there there's really like nothing on there a lot of the older games like the ps2 the ps3 games you have to stream it's like it's like how PlayStation now works. Right. You're not, you yeah, can't even yeah. download it. You're streaming it, uh, and like that that never looks good. I don't know. It's just a bummer. I, I'm like I really really want a really good narrative game, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I just I can't get into any that I've tried. Uh, but so I started replaying Last of Us. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of enjoying that. Yeah, I mean, I always say that like The Last of Us Two is like the best like video game 
Like the the amount of time and care and effort that goes into every aspect of The Last of Us Two is absolutely astounding. When you're not a uh, incel neckbeard worried about <laughs> you know um, playing as a buff woman, and uh, I I love I I mean. I, I'm I'm a big weightlifter, so I'm like fuck yeah, Abby. She's like goals right now. Like this is when you're like beating the shit out of the zombies with her. Nothing more fun than that. I also just thought Abby's story was um, yeah. was the best part about that game. It was really it was good. Wild. It, 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 it's why I why I love it so much is that it was the narrative that kind of turned, you know, Ellie into is she is she actually the baddie instead? <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a really great game. The game like, the gameplay too was just was unbelievable. I, I am I I will absolutely will not pay the full seventy dollars to get the Last of Us uh, remake. But the fact that they're they're putting the same engine into that that was in Last of Us Two, I think is, mm. is really cool. So I'll eventually like on sale for like yeah. twenty bucks, I'll give that a try. But I I absolutely refuse to pay seventy bucks. So um, <laughs> I think that's very reasonable. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I just played The Last of Us, um, the original Last of Us, mm-hmm. in preparation of The Last of Us Two, not that long ago. And the remake they made for PS4 holds up like great. So if like you really want to play The Last of Us, you can just play that. And you, I'm sure the new version is great, but seventy dollars is a, is a steep price for something that came out in 2013. Yeah, well. It's not as much of a cash grab as things like GTA and Skyrim were, because right? they they did fully rebuild it from the ground up. So I will give them credit. Isn't it crazy that it's already been three years since Last of Us Two came out? That is insane. Um, I remember when it came out, I was like, "All right, this pandemic sucks, but The Last of Us Two came out. I'm just gonna play this, and then like, it'll probably be over soon." And uh, well, no, dude. Last now we got another pandemic. Last of Us Two came out the year before the pandemic. Did it? Yes. Yeah. It was oh, um, uh, oh, June 19th, 2020. Uh, time. So we were a couple I, months into it. We were a couple months. Yeah, into we it. were. I thought for sure it was 2019. I, I don't know. I, I think I remember that because I, I started playing The Last of Us, like the remake for PS4 in March, like right when everything shut down. And I was like, am I preparing myself for the future of the world here? Like, am I going to have to learn how to make a shiv like they make in The Last of Us? Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad the time's not flying by that, that quickly. <laughs> I thought it was 2019. Uh, yeah, June 19, 2020. Still. Mm-hmm. Two years. Wow. I, yeah, I didn't realize that that was, uh, that was a COVID year. Yeah. When that came out. No fun. No, no good. Um, but hey, monkey, at least we have monkeypox to look forward to now. Yeah, great. <laughs> So insane. Uh, we live in terrible, terrible timeline. Not the worst because like we haven't been destroyed by like nuclear war yet. Um, but not great either. I have some complaints. Well, let's uh, let's keep the positive news going. Mm. Uh, we got two quick stories, then we'll get to probably our most negative story of the day. Mm. Uh, starting out, Sean Watson only got six games. Spending six games. Uh, not very good. Obviously, you'll, you may touch on this at some point in your sports podcast, but I do mm. kind of want to go over it now. Yeah, it is crazy. So the NFL is appealing the ruling that Sean Watson should be suspended for six games, and by that means, you know that they had a third party uh, arbitrator 
I might be just be throwing terms out there that sound familiar to this. I yeah, think it sounds are. right. Uh, uh, they're they, kind of like being like, hey, you know, we'll put it on you to do a fair judgment. Um, don't put it on me, Roger Goodell, the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the Joseph Stalin of sports. Um, mm-hmm. But they're now appealing it, which is, I, I kind of, I, they're appealing it to get more games. So that's something that I, uh, that I, that is good. I, I do assume that the, the, the initial backlash that they got from universally from everyone uh, about him only getting six games is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, I, I do think that it is important to note some, like some of the backstory here that in the end, the uh, independent investigator that I go with that from now on, uh, she was only able to interview uh, four of the, uh, however many uh, women that were uh, a victim. 24, I believe uh, are yeah. suing actively suing Deshaun Watson, let alone, how many other may be out there. So she was only in the end able to uh, interview four of the uh, 25. Um, 25. Oh, what's in he, in June, he settled 20 of the 24 lawsuits he was facing. Jesus. One of the 25 lawsuits was dropped after a judge's ruling in April, 2021, that the plaintiffs needed to amend their petitions to disclose their names. So the probably person just didn't want to be disclosed. So it's overall not great. Um, cause the people that weren't interviewed were people that were paid off and obviously clearly had to sign an NDA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is kind of like the reasoning behind the, the six games, uh, right. is more so that he basically just violated conduct, uh, which is crazy. Cause I, I tweeted yesterday, he's only getting two more games than Tom Brady did for allegedly deflating a football. That, that's oh crazy. Um, I, I'm not going to say kudos to the NFL for, for trying to push for a, uh, for a full season. Um, but, uh, fuck him. Fuck the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that's supporting him. Fuck that. Uh, incredibly talented, a guy that, that he's just like, he's a pure predator. And there's, there's no, there's no other take about this. Uh, the, the guy was, a was a, uh, was an attractive multimillionaire, uh, star athlete on the rise. Um, but you know, when you get a sociopath that has predator behavior like this, um, you get a bad person. Uh, the guy was literally living the dream, had no reason to do this, but because he's probably such a sociopath, so, so sick in the head, such a predator, uh, this is what he does. He now is only allowed to go to team mandated massages. So literally he's like, uh, he can no longer seek independent massages, which is insane to say about an adult that this dude is so sick that he's literally only allowed to go to team, uh, team sanctioned massages, um, which you know at this point too that anybody in those massage rooms is going to be forced to sign NDAs, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, it's disgusting. Fuck him. Fuck the Browns. Um, uh, fuck the NFL for enabling, still enabling this behavior, no matter what. Um, I, I think that uh, when you have heavy rulings for things like uh, Calvin Ridley, who was suspended for betting on his own team for an entire season, uh, I don't agree with gambling uh, on your own teams in special professional sports, whether for good or bad, but to spend them for an entire season for that uh, and only come down in six games originally from the, like I said, the independent investigation uh, only had so much to work off with. So I don't really blame them there as much, but it never should have came to that. Mm-hmm. It should have been, they had, they had everything they needed. Um, the, the, he should have been suspended from a season to begin with. Uh, and this is what the Browns were prepared for, you know, this is honestly probably uh, next to him not getting anything at all. This is probably the next best situation for them is that he's only going to be gone for a third of the season uh, and uh, likely and, and the NFLPA 
uh, the players association, um, them, any sort of, uh, any sort of appealing they'll do is unfortunately what their job as a union will, is forced to do, uh, whether right or wrong, that's their job. So I, I can't, I can't really judge them there. Um, but I do think that, uh, negotiations in the future CBA is going to be very, very interesting. Um, and I, uh, cause there's obviously the NFL and their, and their identity when it comes to things like this is not good at all. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I really have to say about that. Fuck the Browns. Fuck the Sean Watson. Uh, I, I hope he never plays another game in the NFL again. Yeah, no, I mean, totally agree. Uh, he's obviously like, like you said, a predator, someone who like, it would be hard. It would be incredibly difficult. Okay. So obviously as a Dolphins fan, there were rumors for like a year that the Dolphins were going to try to get to Sean Watson. Um, and like at first I was like, oh, that's great. He's a really good quarterback. Then all this started to come out and I had to like really kind of think about like, would I be able to root for the Dolphins, the team that I, I love, like I love football more than any other sport. It's like, you know, a borderline obsession. We have wicked good sports. I cover the Dolphins on there. I don't think I could have in good conscience rooted for the Dolphins with Deshaun Watson. Like any success they would have had would have been severely tainted by his presence and his role in the success. And also I have made fun of far too many Steelers fans over the years, uh, quite frankly, to, to be able to root for a team with Deshaun Watson. So Mm -hmm. it's disappointing. I mean, I don't see why I, I was, I honestly was expecting him to be suspended for the entire season. Um, Maybe he still will be. The NFL is appealing. I doubt it, though, because that just seems to be how things work. Um, it's pretty insane that someone, because they're so good at football, can do heinous acts and get, like, a $230 million guaranteed contract and go to a good team and potentially win the Super Bowl. It's all, uh, it's, not, it's not good. It's not a good feeling. It's also tough. When it comes to massage parlors, massage parlors for a Patriots fan like myself, um, to to kind of go down that path, obviously with mm-hmm. everything with uh, Robert Kraft, I do think it's I do think it's very different though, um, <laughs> different but the same but different. Uh, yeah. So I don't I don't wish to approach that, but yeah, Deshaun Watson, he's just he's a piece of shit. He tried to shoot his way out of the time in the Texans, um, which is crazy, even as he was facing. Um, allegations like this. It was crazy that he was trying to leverage his own position for the Texans to trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shame on the Texans, who also kind of enabled this and knew that this was going on. Uh, oh, 100%. Just overall, overall, uh, just bad. Um, uh, I, I hope, I wish this guy nothing but um, but uh, failure uh, mm-hmm. in his future. Like I said, it's really, it's a shame, too. I loved him coming out of college. Uh, I, I thought he was... Um, I thought he was very, very good. I knew I thought that he was going to be good in the NFL. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he turned out to be in his uh, in his first season. But uh, I, I think that's the another frustrating part too. Like I said, it was a young guy, very, very promising future, making a bunch of money. Uh, mm-hmm. Did not need to do this. Uh, but he, yeah. like, when you're a, uh, when you're a sociopath and you have a, a predator-like behavior like he does, um, he feels the need to do this, and it's uh, will probably only get worse. Um, behind the scenes as his, yeah uh, considering he faced uh, pretty much no uh punishment and 
got $230 million. I, I can't imagine he's going to be too incentivized to change his behavior. I don't think someone who does this just stops doing it, right? No, and I think it's, uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of, like, um, you know, quote-unquote victim blaming, too, for the people that are taking the money. I don't, I mean, even, you, know, you don't have 25 women come forward and as, like, one, like, conspiracy cash grab that that doesn't happen right um i do think that i do think that in the age of like the me too movement that maybe scenarios like that had happened but you don't get that with like 25 women um you get that maybe one one person here or there taking advantage of of a a shitty situation they're having other women it doesn't happen to 25 women so Mm -hmm. them them taking payouts probably rather than going through the embarrassment or the rest of this i is completely understandable uh, but it's unfortunate because, like you said, he'll probably never see any sort of uh, legal uh, ramifications ever, no. which is uh, which is a shame. So uh, that sucks. Yeah. Hey, uh, at least the Dolphins get uh, get fined. Well, not fined. They got they lost two picks for tampering. You know what? That was only probably because Tom Brady was uh, involved in some way. Tom Brady wasn't involved. They probably wouldn't have even penalized the Dolphins. I Roger still, Goodell just hates him so much. I still stick to my guns that that was all a long con by Bill Belichick, and I fully believe that. <laughs> of him Brian Flores realizing, like behind the scenes, yeah. like, like, hey, wait a minute, they tried to poach Brady back when he was still mm-hmm. here. Fuck that. Um, I, I believe that. It. I I don't know how you can't. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's. I love it. Football season's back. Outside mm-hmm. of the uh, the the, uh, the predators and the rapists, uh, mm-hmm. we do have uh, football coming back. That is very very exciting. Hard knock starts on the ninth. That's always kind of when Ooh. I um, is kick it the off. Lions this year? Lions this year. Right. Um, and we're we're recording on Wednesday the third. Uh, the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame game is tomorrow. Oh very God. first, uh, yeah, very first uh, game of the season. That is uh, the Jaguars and the. Um, Jaguars and the is it the Rams? Jaguars and someone. It's the Jaguars and someone. Um, so that's tomorrow. Uh, that's like exciting. Uh, so that's the first live football game of the season. So that's uh, that's kind of Jaguars and Raiders. Yeah. So that's cool. I I doubt we'll see. Um, I doubt we'll see uh, Demonte Adams play. I, mm-hmm. I feel like most of the time the first game we don't typically see that. Maybe for a series. Yeah, um, yeah we will see Trevor Lawrence play one series, and yeah. that'll be it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Football's back. I'm also like I'm ready for summer to be over. I know it's only August third, but I'm very much a um, I'm very much a, uh, a, a a a fall person now yeah. in my old age. So can't wait for football to be back. We'll uh, have more positive stories. Um, but Hopefully. make sure you yeah. listen to uh, Wicked Good Sports. Uh, yes. To, uh, uh, to that. So it's been a decent week over on, on that channel. The Dolphins, uh, my first Miami Minute I did of the season, got a decent amount of views for, for how we do. Not, you know, killing it in terms of overall YouTube, but good for that. And I hope to I hope to grow that channel. Um, just like I hope to grow this one. Uh, three more subscribers to 100, we can get that custom URL. So if you're listening, please, please subscribe. We've been just, at like three or four for like fucking three months. Someone mm-hmm. just figure it out and subscribe. Yeah, just make three figure against. Fuck it. Just do it, please. Even if, there's, even if there's no one listening to this, someone like mm-hmm. project this out in the universe. So like three people subscribe mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, I just enjoy talking to you, friend. Even if we're just talking into the yeah, board, same here. That's all. That's all life really is, right? No one's really listening in the end. Right. Um, <laughs> and some, po- yeah. some positive news. It's something I'm actually very, very excited for, which used to be a very uh, grim topic. Um, so first off, I will say Game of Thrones on HBO Max is something that we're going to be going into after this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, on HBO Max, they just released uh, the entire series of Game of Thrones in 4K and Dolby Vision and in uh, Dolby Atmos uh, for sound. It looks and sounds unbelievable. So against my own will, uh, <laughs> I am rewatching it. So that is, uh, I will, I'll keep you updated on that. I've only gone through the first episode. I need to pace myself. And kind of so I just don't uh, don't get hurt again. But uh, the early reviews for uh, House of uh, House of the Dragon have come out for the pilot, and they are uh, they are universally very very good. Um, so yeah. the uh, premiere of the pilot episode of House of the Dragon, which comes out I believe August twelfth, um, so is uh, was so released excited. for uh, for uh, critics, uh, and the uh, reviews are very very good. So here's one tweet from uh, Brandon Katz um, at the Great Catsby. Uh, uh, the House of the Dragon pilot is very efficiently pilot very efficiently explains its context in relation to Game of Thrones, introduces its core characters, and lays out the central conflict of the series. It's an easy to follow premiere with vibrant colors and detailed texture. Absolutely worthy, a worthy successor so far. Uh, another tweet from uh, Collider Frosty, uh, Stephen uh, Weintraub. Uh, I did not like the last season of Game of Thrones at all, but I'll admit that, nor did anybody. I've never seen anybody say that they liked the last season of Game of Thrones. That's the other crazy part. And, like, I'm not going to go into Game of Thrones again. I have never heard anybody say that they actually liked the last season of Game of Thrones. That's how mm-hmm. bad it was. We're not going to, we don't need to touch on that. Yeah. That's just. I'll good. say I liked uh, the second episode a lot, uh, the before. The build up to the battle. The, yeah. yeah, I thought that. I was like, wow, this is so great. This, the rest of the season is probably going to just be nonstop action and be so sick. And then I did not enjoy it very much. Nope. <laughs> uh, but I'll admit the series premiere of House of the Dragon is very well done. And I'll definitely continue watching. After the episode ended, they showed an extended preview of the season and it looks very cool. Um, uh, they showed uh, obviously bad radio. They show uh, some images. So my understanding too, bad uh, radio be, is uh, is our Wario here at Better yeah, Radio. Yeah. Um, for those curious about the series, without spoilers, I can say that one thing I really dig is the fact that it still feels epic in scale and scope. While, con- while telling a very personal and intimate story about one family showcasing both their love and dysfunction. Uh, one thing I did, I think I pieced together, is that uh, the actual opener uh, of the show is the same theme song that was Game of Thrones, oh, right. just with a different uh, visual opening. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, don't, uh, don't bet the house on that, but that's my understanding based on some of the, um, some of the, uh, the leaked like tweets. And I say leaked, I mean by people that may or may not ha- have anything to do with it, or maybe they're not supposed to talk about it. I don't know. Um, I kind of like that. It's kind of like Star Wars, you know, it's like you have this piece of music that's so great and so epic. Like how, how would you top that? Yeah, right? exactly. Um, uh, from the Adam Chode, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, violent, shocking, epic, better than Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. I'm assuming he means by, like, the pilot okay. episode. <laughs> I think that's Just, what he means. He's like, by the way, fuck Breaking Bad. <laughs> I th- I think that's what he means, because Breaking Bad notoriously has, like, um, a, a very, very good pilot yeah. um, for, like, any screenwriters, people like like behind-the-scenes stuff. I think like the the Breaking Bad pilot is like uh, regarded as one of the best TV like pilots ever uh, so in terms of writing. Um, HBO does it again. This isn't just another fantasy show. It's the best series ever made. Okay, maybe he is uh, exaggerating the Adam Chode, so never mind. 
Great action and music too, a fitting end setting up what's next. Okay, so I'm actually taking that entire tweet with a grain of salt, so never mind. Um, uh, I didn't know how much I missed the Game of Thrones theme song until I heard it tonight at the House of the Dragon premiere. That first episode is fantastic, and I can't wait to see what's next. Um, uh, you know, these most of these pretty much just rehash the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but that's my big takeaway is that it's being universal. A lot of people are saying it's awesome. Uh, which is great because I feel like if it was bad, um, then that would really be bad. But I, I'm like already more excited for this than I am the the Lord of the Rings series, <laughs> which is saying a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And if, especially if they they bring back that opening song, uh, the the theme song for the opener, and just do a different uh, title scroll because uh, they can't really like, they can't really do the kingdom showing who is what where because it's just gonna be Targaryen. It's very different, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm really excited, and you know we're uh, we're what two less than two weeks away. A yeah. week from this upcoming Sunday, so that's um, yeah, that's very exciting. I can't wait. Yeah, I really enjoy um, most of Game of Thrones. Uh, obviously, I thought when Game of Thrones was in its like peak, it was some of the best television ever made, and I am hopeful that this will be good. I mean, they released like a not like a trailer, but like a trailer slash behind the scenes thing on uh, HBO and on YouTube and it was pretty much just like listen we know how you feel about Game of Thrones we promise the people making this show give a shit yep. we promise and it hyped me up I'm so ready uh, yeah same here I, I can't wait uh, Miguel Sapochnik is one of the showrunners who was one of the better dir- I think we talked about this already on the show he was one yeah, of the better yeah. directors in Game of Thrones, uh, obviously all different writers. Uh, George R. R. Martin's a little more involved, and, and they have. I think you said this last time. They have the whole story laid out. They mm-hmm. have it. It's already written. It's a good story. It, it, it is it very be good. fun. Should be really fun to see. Like, um, I just I'm ready to go back to Westeros. Let's fucking do this. Same. Yep. So next, that's some actually, bad news. <laughs> actually, next <laughs> next <laughs> next time we record though, will actually be after the premiere. Oh, all right. Hell so yeah. next time, next that we're we're doing every two weeks now. Next time we record, we'll be uh, talking about the, the show. So that's that's exciting. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, on to our uh, on to our main topic today, which is mm-hmm. the the mess that is uh, Warner Brothers, uh, HBO, and uh, Discovery. Uh, so obviously, uh, we're recording this on uh, Wednesday the third. Uh, by the time that we probably release this podcast, more of the story is going to come out. Because uh, tomorrow on the fourth, uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery. So those are, no Warner Brothers and Discovery merged, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, like three months ago, uh, and it was very the, the picture was very bleak on how this would look. Now we're seeing how this would look. So they have their earnings call tomorrow, so we'll get a better idea of what's going on here. But uh, so let's kind of like go down. So yesterday, it was announced that the Batgirl movie, which is uh, which was set to release. Uh, I actually don't know when it was set to release. I think it was supposed to come at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, I believe Leslie Grace was a is the, was the star of uh, was Batman. Yeah, Leslie Grace from uh, In the Heights. Uh, she was set to star in this film along with Michael Keaton returning as Batman. J.K. Simmons Simmons playing her father and Commissioner Gordon. Uh, J.K. Simmons has maybe a total of like two minutes of screen time <laughs> as Commissioner Gordon, even though he was cast as him. Probably even about he like, got six, so jacked ago. for no reason. Uh, unbelievable play, unbelievable yeah. picture if you look it up on the internet yep. yeah as well as brendan frazier as uh, firefly so mm-hmm. it was 
the cast alone was was set up to be unbelievable and then it was announced yesterday that they were completely scrapping uh, this movie which was already done filming was in the final stages of post-production uh, the budget was uh, originally 75 million, grew into 90 million, mm-hmm. and they are just deciding to scrap it, so it's not worth it. When we found this out, it was originally before we found out everything that's going on with Warner Brothers, which is mm-hmm. apparently a mess that we'll get into after this. So they announced that they're completely, uh, they will not release this movie on HBO Max or in the theaters. They will not release it at all, period, uh, as well as the, the Scooby Doo Christmas movie that they also have planned. Uh, Scoob, oh, it was Scoob the sequel. Uh, which, by the way, Scoob the other uh, the original Scoob was horrible. Uh, so, so uh, you so know, whatever there, but deal, still, yeah. it was a that was another movie that was nearly it was basically complete. Mm-hmm. Um, people had been working on it, you know, for two years in, in a COVID setting. Uh, not great. Uh, so, I'm going to quickly read this article uh, from Variety, and we'll get your thoughts. Uh, Brian, so um, this kind of gives a pretty good rundown. Uh, the death of Backer on Tuesday sent immediate shockwaves through Hollywood. Uh, the film, with a $75 million budget that grew into a $90 million one due to COVID-related overages, had finished shooting months ago and was in test screenings as director, directors Adil L. Arby and Bilal Falah, uh, excuse their pronunciations, uh, who did Bad Boys for Life and Mrs. Marvel, uh, worked through post-production processes. Star Leslie Grace, uh, we just went through over expressing her enthusiasm. By the way, I think my heart probably breaks the most for her. Oh, yeah. Um, that sucks. Uh, being an African-American woman taking on the role of, uh, of Batgirl, you know, not, uh, not, you know, an A-list role, but still something that is well known for comic book fans, Batgirl, mm-hmm. Barbara Gordon. So that's, uh, that sucks. It sucks for her. Uh, I feel really bad um, skipping through in the article. In other words, the movie was nearly finished and it was already building awareness among fans. So why would Warner Brothers Discovery throw this all away? Uh, according to sources with knowledge of the situation, the most likely reason is taxes. Several sources note that Batgirl was made under a different regime at Warner Brothers, headed by Jason Kalar and Anne Sarnoff, that was singularly focused on building its streaming service, HBO Max. That, because originally this movie was said to be an HBO Max exclusive release, was not going to release in theaters, and then there was rumors that it was going to after. Anyway, I'll, I'll continue the story. Uh, that effort concluded Kalar's infamous decision to release the studio's entire 2021 theatrical slate simultaneously on the streamer, which helped build the subscriber base, but also jeopardized the studio's reputation uh, with top-tier talent. Uh, though many agents and stars privately came to appreciate the move and the company paid generous bonuses as a, as a make-nice. Uh, probably the most infamous departure uh, through that was Christopher Nolan. Uh, leaving mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, who's been working with uh, for I mean, 10, 15 plus years. Uh, he is over, I think that it's Universal that uh, Oppenheimer is yep. coming out on. Yep. Um, so that's a very, very big talent. Uh, kind of like as a, as a consumer. Yeah. Very weird to see the Universal logo before his company's logo. Like, yeah. I guess my brain just like completely associated it with Warner Brothers. So strange. Yep. Uh, uh, as a consumer, the the direct releases to HBO Max were awesome, but also as mm-hmm. a as a movie theater uh, lover and obviously as a, as a studio, I can see how maybe that wasn't the best best look. But uh, I mean, as a consumer, which I am first, uh, it was worked out good for me because there was a lot of bad movies that came out <laughs> uh, during. There's that. also Dune. That was pretty sick. Dune, and I think, excuse me, it also it also set up a precedent to of, of movies being able to be released onto these platforms uh, once their 45-day uh, mm-hmm. window in movie theaters were up. 
So that's that's great because I feel like that's the new norm now is that we're not waiting, you know, four or five months to get these on streaming or a year. Like the Batman uh, came out in uh, March and was on streaming like mid uh, April, like exactly after its 45 days. Mm, which uh, was so, awesome. Yep. Amazing. That movie is so sick. I love it more and more each time I watch it. Uh, I, well, as we'll get into after this, the rest of the DC, I do not feel the same about. Uh, even before David Zaslav, uh, who is uh, who took the reins of the newly formed Warner Brothers Discovery uh, as CEO this spring, the exec went on a well-publicized listening tour designed to repair the company's relationship with the creative community. As part of that effort, Zaslav, that's how I'm going to pronounce it from now on, has made no secret of reversing Killar's strategy and committing to releasing first-run feature films in theaters before putting them on HBO Max. Which is a move I I, I do I, I do agree with, in the sense that movies like Dune and Batman need to be in theaters first before mm. anything else. Other shitty movies, uh, like that awful awful Remy Malek, Denzel Washington, uh, Jared Leto one. Um, I, 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 I never ended up seeing that, but I know what you're talking. So about. So bad, I would have been pissed if I would have saw it in the theaters because that was one that would be like fringe. Of me seeing in the theaters and it was horrible. So that um, AMC A list, like ah, I might as well exactly check it out. Yep. Uh, which now I'm actually I'm I'm uh, no longer an AMC A list subscriber, but only just because I don't live near one anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Showcase has uh, has a pretty decent deal. I get I get like two movies yeah, the a month. Star Pass or yeah, I get yeah. two movies a month for like for like fourteen bucks. So it's still it's still worth it. Uh, well, not as I, not as. I, I have not used mine in years. I wonder if my account still works with that. I kept it on, like me thinking, like I was single-handedly saving AMC mm-hmm. um, when I originally had a list, and I finally recently deleted. It. I'm like, I'm never driving out the AMC yeah. again. That's just depressing. Cause I love that theater. Um, me too, man. Me too. That was a great uh, theater. It was. Uh, anyways, Batgirl found itself on the bad end of that decision. Apparently, neither big enough to feel worthy of a major theatrical release, nor small enough. To make economic sense in an increasingly cutthroat streaming landscape, which is absurd. Uh, there is no such thing as a too small movie to just release on streaming. Even if you don't promote it, it takes literally no fucking effort. You know, I don't know, like, whatever the behind the cost scenes of getting it uploaded and, like, the maintaining, like, IT sides, making sure the movie stays up there. Uh, but that's that's an absurd sentence. Um Spending the money to expand the scope of Batgirl for theaters, plus the $30 million to $50 million needed to market it domestically and the tens of millions more needed for a global rollout, could have nearly doubled... You don't need that if you just put it on HBO Max. Could have nearly doubled the spending on the film, and insiders say that that was a non-starter at a company newly focused on belt tightening and the bottom and the bottom line. So this is where things start to shape down that, that now things are being strictly made on a money decision, not necessarily a creative decision, because there is an alternative narrative to this is that the money was that the movie was scrapped because it was so bad, which is something that I absolutely refuse uh, to believe uh, that, that this movie was so bad from a studio that released uh, the original Justice League, that released the original Suicide Squad, that released Wonder Woman 2, that, that the movie was so bad that they couldn't release it. So that narrative is out there is fucking ridiculous. Um, and I, I, it's just crazy to me that a movie that has J.K. Simmons, that has Brendan Fraser, that has Michael Keaton back as Batman, was so bad to the point that they couldn't release it. That's crazy. That That is that that's something that I, I absolutely refuse to believe, but is the narrative that is kind of spun out there. The HBO Max's credit, they're saying that that's you know that's not the case. That we love the directors, we love Leslie Grace's Batgirl, 
we just need to look for a different scope. But the movie's done. So why not release, just put the movie on HBO Max. We're going to get into why that's not happening after this, mm-hmm. uh, after we finish the story. Um, uh, doing so, however, will mean that Warner Brothers cannot monetize either movie. No, makes me, no HBO Max debut, no sale to another studio. Um, that's so what insane. What will cost the studio and creative capital, meanwhile, remains to be seen. So not included in this article uh, is something that I was reading yesterday on Twitter. So once again, take it with a grain of salt. Um, and I don't know why it's not included in the article because the whole they said it in the beginning that that this was based around tax uh, and we're really missing the whole part about tax. So basically, what happens is that if, if uh, Warner Brothers takes the tax write off for this movie, basically the movie is that is where it legally like cannot be released uh, anywhere. So that is another part of the issue that they're literally saying that we instead of just spending the money we're going to take the write off and get like some of our losses back even though it's going to be a net loss altogether mm-hmm. um that is what happened as i said earlier the whole narrative that this movie was so bad and that it tested so bad that they could not release it is is insane uh it's insulting to the people that were working on it uh it's just it's an overall ridiculous fucking whole ordeal it goes back to everything that i've talked about before with dc uh, it's just, it's a joke because if, and on the other side too, if the movie was that bad, then it just furthers, it furthers the, the, the how much of a shit show, uh, the DCEU actually is. And I think that that's probably the most, um, another upsetting part about all these stories coming out is that it's not even like they're trying to, uh, bank around, um, the DCEU being like their marquee. Uh, franchise that they can build around and make a shitload of money off like Disney has with Marvel. They're basically saying that like, no, we need to start breaking down budget even more mm-hmm. uh, instead of spending it on these movies. Uh, to, 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 like they're now worried about like, you know, saving money. Cause it also was released today that we'll get into the next article that they're, that uh, HBO max is laying off 70% of its, uh, of its employees. Uh, so it's, it's, it's all very, very bad. I'm kind of at the point too. uh, where you know i was looking for the back row i wasn't looking forward to it like it was some like it was an a-list uh, movie like i said earlier but it was something that i was very intrigued by because one you had jk simmons back as commissioner gordon which we didn't really get a whole lot of at all in the justice league movie uh, as well as um you know michael michael fucking keaton back as batman that's still a big deal even though he's in like another thing i got into that i read right before i, I went into this tangent too is that uh, Michael Keaton actually filmed the scene for the Aquaman Lost in the Kingdom movie, but audience found it confusing, which is why Ben Affleck has returned to replace Michael Keaton in the reshoots. Another just complete shit show move by the DCEU. I literally have, I have no interest seeing Aquaman, The Flash, even though The Flash is apparently a good movie. I just have, I have, I've reached like my end. Uh, uh, with the uh, unless it's Batman, unless it's the, the Robert Pattinson Batman, mm-hmm. I I think I'm officially just I'm out. I think I think I'm out. I, I I'm folding in. I'm taking my chips and I'm leaving. I'm I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I think I'm just done because this is this is crazy that we're still even now we're getting to the business side of how of a shit show Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers is which ties in DC. It's, it's just crazy how bad this all is. It's in, it's it's wild. Yeah. So, obviously, Michael Keaton was supposed to return as his you know 
old Batman in the Flash movie, the Flash movie. Who knows if that's ever going to come out at this point? That's to. that's why his cameo is confusing in Aquaman uh, because it wasn't set up in the Flash like it was supposed to be. Um, so yeah, we may never get Michael Keaton in Batman again, even though this is like supposed to be a planned thing over several different movies, whatever. But hey, Dylan, so March. 2018 march 1st 2018 on the main channel we could get everything where we used to do fake nerds updates and i hope one day we will do more fake nerds updates we did a video titled will we ever get a batgirl movie <laughs> and the answer now you know four years later is no pro probably not um at that time it said unfortunately joss sweden's out of the Batgirl project that didn't age great uh Ooh. after this but uh we said, is out of this project that may or may not ever come out. How did we know back then that this is still going to be uh, controversial? Uh, this is just so unfortunate. Um, I, it's tough because I, my first like comic book heroes that I really liked were, you know, the Justice League were the DC heroes. I am very partial to the DC universe. Um, but like you said, it just they they fucked it all up. They need to, I guess they're just gonna burn it all down and start from scratch, try to do like what Marvel did, uh, way back in the day. Um, Peacemaker is really good. I hope Peacemaker doesn't get canceled on HBO Max. Our flag means death is, I think, the best comedy that's come out in the last few years. I, I was, really, I was really that enjoyed that. That's one of the ones that will be that will be dead as a result of. <laughs> Such a joke. Su sucks so much. Um, a lot of the other HBO Max exclus exclusives I didn't watch. Uh, I was kind of going through trying to figure out, like, Winning Time. Love that. That's HBO proper. Barry's HBO proper. Westworld's HBO proper. But there are House a lot the, of, of the like, Dragon. House of the Dragon, of course. So those probably won't uh, go away. But, like, so you know... I love reality television. Um, mm -hmm. I'm one of like the biggest advocates for it. Uh, as taking it seriously as a genre. A lot of the discovery reality TV shows are not very good. Um, you know, they, they hit it out of the park with like deadliest catch, of course, very early. And then they just kind of like kept going down. Like what other weird jobs can we find? What other weird things? And, and it's just like, it sucks that someone who like was a part of making the Discovery Channel significantly worse is now the one making calls for for media properties that are so so much better than anything Discovery Channel has ever made. Um, a sock comedian tweeted that if they cancel one of the shows he likes, he will personally kill every shark so there can't be another Shark Week, uh, which is very funny. Don't kill sharks, obviously. Shark Week is fun, but uh, ooh, what a mess! I feel I feel terrible for everyone involved in Batgirl, and I, I heard one of the directors found out at his own wedding that uh, his movie yeah. is getting canceled. That, that as well, sucks. Yes. So hearts out to all of them. Um, I just hate I just hate this. I I will find out tomorrow, like you said, what the plan is. But like the <laughs> sure Discovery was the more profitable company. They bought it from AT&T. They got HBO, 
Warner Brothers, all that. But the HBO brand is so strong, in my opinion. And the Discovery Channel brand is awful. No one takes it seriously. So if you're going to, like, rebrand everything in the HBO umbrella under Discovery, I think that's just going to hurt in the long run, period. I think that's that's what's that's what's not clear either because I guess like it's Warner Brothers Discovery, so it's not even like mm. it's HBO Discovery. It's Warner Brothers yeah. Discovery. Um, and like we were talking about earlier before we started, like Warner Brothers, our Discovery has like they has like the the food the Food Network. Uh, it gets like the actual Discovery Channel stuff. Um, obviously like the ID Channel for some like true crime mm. stuff. So I don't mind it. It's like five bucks a month. I actually think I get it for free through Verizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I agree. The actual like brand marketing uh, to to flip over to base around that, uh, no bueno. Um, yeah. To double back to what you were saying earlier, though, I think that the Flash movie one hundred and twenty percent gets released. Um, I think it's just a matter of, of when, uh, especially because, I, like I said, I'm just I'm out. I I actually really like Ben Affleck as Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish he got his chance, but I'm I'm now fully on Team Pattinson. I have no interest. Uh, in like the, that Justice League universe now, um, it's just yeah, uh, it's just ridiculous. But it 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 does not stop there with the DCEU, and I I genuinely don't even want to waste breath talking about the DCEU anymore because until they like finally go on like well one single year streak of having good movies, um, I just I refuse to just waste my time on that anymore. Yeah, um, I mean they they had the chance with um. Christopher Nolan's Batman franchise to be like, okay, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is obviously great, but we're trying to make more prestigious superhero films, you know? Um, And then they did not do that. And they just spent the last like 15 years completely floundering uh, with anything that isn't Batman. I liked Man of Steel well enough. I liked Aquaman well enough. I liked the first Wonder Woman well enough but really it's just uh yeah that's, a, just, uh, that's another thing how bad is it that your 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 franchise star henry cavill does mm. not want to return in probably one of the most more iconic roles in in pop culture and superman dude yeah. said no no thanks you guys are such a shit show like i no thank you uh mm. good for him because i like I, I have a great thing happening with the witchers i'm gonna focus on that and Especially because his his star has grown so much since he was in Man of Steel and Justice mm-hmm. League too, uh, I really hope he gets James Bond and just fucking and just leaves Superman in the dust. That'd be fun. I, I um, like him as James Bond. I also think Rob Stark would be cool as James Bond. Someone pitched that yeah. out, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm into that. He's very good in that that bodyguard uh, show. Yeah, that's uh, what I heard. I gotta check that out. Uh, but the, like I said, the story does not end there. Um, because then we get into the actual future of HBO Max, which is the story that came out today. Uh, so not only is, is the, the Batgirl dead in the water, apparently HBO Max is dead in the water as well. Yeah. My, my favorite streaming service uh, that yeah. has an unbelievable library. Like some of the HBO Max originals. So there is a difference between regular HBO Max and uh, regular HBO and HBO Max. HBO Max is the streaming strictly service. So, like, if it's an HBO Max original, you will not be able to see it on, like, the regular HBO library. Uh, but here is a story today from Yahoo Finance. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery expects to slash jobs and restructure HBO Max as earnings loom. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has a lot of questions to answer ahead of its earnings report on Thursday. Three-month-old streaming conglomerate 
and three month old streaming, they mean the HBO, their Warner Brothers Discovery when they merged three months ago, uh, which is set to report its first quarterly earnings since the $43 billion merger, plans to lay off 70% of its of his developmental business, uh, according to The Wrap, which cited multiple insiders. The news has fueled speculation when it comes to the future of HBO Max, with sources telling The Wrap that CEO David Zaslav, known for his cost-cutting leadership style, will announce a major restructuring to both HBO Max and Discovery Plus, either during the earnings result or soon after. Um, and very important to note, they have already started to pull uh, HBO Max original movies. They pulled uh, The Pickle thing, the horrible, terrible movie. American with Seth Rogen. Pickle, yeah. American Pickle, that movie was awful. Um, <laughs> they pulled uh, The Witches uh, with uh, Anne Hathaway. I didn't see it, but they pulled that. So they're already starting to remove things in their library uh, suddenly. Um, so watch uh, this flag means uh, means death uh, as quickly as you can. Um, the outlet explained that the move will result in gutting of HBO Max, significant layoffs for its executives and staff to minute to minimize redundancies with HBO and combining streaming services with Discovery Plus. There is also a harder line between scripted and non-scripted content. Source the source claims. Uh, stock was up 4.5% when the market closed on Wednesday, but was relatively flat in after-hours trading. Earlier on Wednesday, the studio confirmed that two films slated for an HBO Max release, The Batgirl uh, and Scooby-Doo Holiday Haunt, have been pulled, as we just talked about. Warner Brothers did not immediately respond to Yahoo Finance's request for comment on the layoff reports or decision to pull those two movies, but did provide a statement to CNN, which it owns, uh, the decision to not release the backer reflects our leadership st strategic shift as it relates to the DC universe and HBO max. Leslie Grace is an incredibly talented actor and this decision is not reflection and not a reflection of her performance. The statement continued that we are incredibly grateful to the filmmakers of the Batgirl and Scoob holiday hunt and their respective cast. We hope to collaborate with everyone again in the near future. That's why I stop it with that. The, the movie was so bad. They wouldn't release it. Uh, I, that's, I refuse to believe that it should be being released. Anyway, DC Comics film was nearly complete and cost the studio $70 million. We already talked about it. The news came as the company looks to improve profitability and reallocate costs. Warner Brothers Discovery previously said it expects to slash $3 billion worth of costs over the next two years and distribute those savings into streaming content. At the time, questions swirled over those funds might come from. This could be the start of that endeavor. I do know that I liked something on twitter right before we got on i don't remember what it was but it was in relation to this Ooh, so hold on what did i just see now yeah, well, don't list that up i'll say as we said our flag means death amazing peacemaker i would say better than any of the marvel tv shows honestly um i think that show was really fun very funny had a lot of like a surprising amount of heart for like what it was. And I am so looking forward to the second season. Uh, James Gunn said that it's still happening. Um, but of course that can change at any moment. Uh, Cause we certainly didn't think that the Batgirl would just get outright canceled or anything. And I do wonder if like talent is kind of side high, I guess at the end of the day, money will, so will change whatever, but I wonder if this affects talent wanting to work with, uh, with, I think a hundred percent will, I will say culture crave, which I think is a very good follow on Twitter 
did release that Batgirl test audience reportedly thought the film was like a bad episode of TV. Uh, so that's not that's good. Not, that's not nice. Uh, uh, that's not good. Uh, no. So uh, I, I still I still refuse to believe that it was so bad you couldn't release it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But if it was as bad as a bad episode of TV, well, uh, I, I don't know. So I guess I'll, I'll walk it back a little bit. Then yeah. I will say I still find it so hard to believe that it was yeah. so bad you couldn't just release it on streaming. Uh, yeah, but the thing I, I was looking for is, let's see, blah, 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 uh, blah, You couldn't even, blah, like, blah. sell it to Netflix. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, so the thing I like was actually the wedding thing you brought up that they found out while they were at a, they were at um, Adil El Arabi's, El Arby's uh, wedding. Um, that's so good. That's, Just uh, tarnish that memory. Uh, for his entire life, good stuff. Um, so yeah, I, we'll find out more tomorrow. Um, the Batgirl that does that really sucks. The DCEU that sucks, but we're used to that. But I am the future of HBO Max. Uh, I really hope that uh, not much changes, but it sounds like a lot's changing. So yep, uh, that's really unfortunate, especially because it's like fifteen twenty bucks a month. So uh, let's let's. We'll obviously follow that. Like I said, we'll know a lot more when we talk again in two weeks. We'll have the House of the Dragon premiere. So that's that story. That fucking blows. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else before we get to our wiki roulette? Um, no. Like I said, I, I mean, maybe you can tweet. Uh, I'm especially worried about our flag means death being canceled. So maybe like you can tweet and be like, hey, this is a great show. Please don't cancel it because uh, it took four ever for it to be renewed and it just got renewed like a month ago officially and now i'm like i'm worried that they're just gonna be like nah it's fine it seems like a show that would be on the fringe of canceled or not canceled because i agreed I, I think people that watched it liked it but i don't think there was a lot of people watching it mm. uh, unfortunately and which sucks because I'm, I'm a sucker for really good pirate stuff uh, you want to watch pirate pirate good pirate movie though? Watch uh, Sea Beast on Netflix. Unbelievable! Oh yeah, yeah. An anime animated movie, uh, very very well done. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll check that out. So our wiki roulette today. I will say I <laughs> had to dope. scramble the wiki roulette a few times, and I found something that was even remotely talkable. Uh, we were talking about the Vincent Gray Flash today. If you, you know what a Vincent Gray Flash is, no, it's a motorcycle. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Vincent Gray Flash is a British motorcycle that was made between 1949 and 1952 by Vincent Motorcycles and was advertised as by Black Lightning out of Comet. That is literally what the the sentence says, by Black Lightning out of Comet. Uh, This 500cc single racer is very rare as only 31 were produced. Oh, all right. Uh, Vincent's had a close association with motorcycle racing and the Phil Irving design Vincent Comet provided the basis for the series C. This is all motorcycle talks. If you're a motorcycle fan, great. I'm not. Uh, I, I I'm not. I, I'm not like I, I'm not anti motorcycles. I just I, I'm not like I'm a gearhead. Uh, uh, the series C 49cc gray flash racer uh, tuned and stripped down to 330 pounds as a 500cc version of the 1000cc Vincent Black Lightning. Uh, Everyone knows what that means. Mm -hmm, Uh, The the new, uh, quote-unquote, Flash was capable of 150 miles per hour with a power output of 335 bhp or 6200 rpm. 
Okay. Uh, prototypes were raced in the late 1949, and the last model was produced in 1952. Oh, okay, so this is like a long-ass time ago. Gotcha. Yes, only, only 31 produced. The small numbers oh. produced mean that there were plenty of variation of the specification. Early models were finished with with chrome on the fuel tank and lower fork link, but towards the <laughs> but towards the end of production in 1952, this was replaced by gray paint. Great. Uh, <laughs> This, as well as the Berman BAR gearbox, Vincent also experimented with the AJS 7R gearboxes, but used Albion gearbox. No one's listening anymore. Used Albion gearboxes for the most machines produced. Um, the variants include the Gray Flash, which was produced in racing, dual purpose, and road models, as well as show models and a number of TT specials. Um, there is a debate among the number of Vincent Gray Flash motorcycles produced. As although the official register lists 31, several are known to have been built. I don't know what they mean by that. I don't know what that means either. It's like, there's actually only seven. Um, we figured that this was enough. Uh, no one was really buying the seven we made. So we planned on 31, but even that was an overshot. I have um, to imagine the Vincent Gray Flash Wikipedia page is not something that's frequently like updated or edited. Right. So... Yeah. Is there a controversy section? I always like controversy sections on Wikipedia. I don't think so. Uh, ah, but disappointing. We, we're on. We don't have much longer left. Okay. Uh, uh, many of the surviving gray flash motorcycles have been raced and modified to meet changing racing regulations or have been restored using the higher specification of the special show and the TT machines for reference. So correct examples are very rare. Sure. Uh, when he was 16... World champion racer John Surtees was an apprentice of the Vincent factory. He made his first headline in 1951 when he gave Norton star Jeff Duke a strong challenge in an ACU race to Thruxton Circuit. Everyone knows everyone knows about that. Uh, in 1952, John Surtees set up a new lap record for his first outing of the season at Brands Hatch and throughout the early 1950s was virtually unbeatable in his Vincent Gray Flash ratio. There we go. Good for John Surtees. Um... We've reached the end. The National Museum Motorcycle Museum in the UK has a fully restored Vincent Gray Flash, which features a special large capacity fuel tank designed for the Isle of Man TT, which Vincent con contested with four special Gray Flashes in 1950. Of course, yes. um, that's it. No, no controversy. Yeah, I think uh, that's disappointing that there's no controversy, but. I think it's uh, interesting to think of uh, what racing a motorcycle back then was probably like compared to now. I don't know if you've ever watched like motorcycle racing today. Absolutely insane sport. Probably the most insane sport. Uh, these people are going like 300 miles per hour. Uh, they're, they're like leaning like this far away from the pavement at that speed to get like the most optimal turning. So I guess, you know, this was just a precursor to the insane bikes that are driven today i will say i do have one very very quick slightly more interesting wikipedia roulette okay. i think I'll vet, I'll vet these a little more instead of just going in real raw i think okay. the roulette needs a little more priming sure um, yeah. so real real quick our, our other wikipedia roulette for today is uh william mccauley uh an american okay. football player uh, william lloyd uh, Jerry McCauley, uh, born in 1871, okay. uh, was an American football player and coach. He was the third head coach of the University of Michigan football team. Oh, wow. Okay. McCauley was born in approximately 1971 and listed his home as Stanley, New York. Yeah. He attended preparatory school. 1871, in... right? 
1871, thank you. He later attended Princeton University, where he played for the Princeton Tigers football team in 1892 and in 1893. As a tackle, a left end, and a halfback. Mm -hmm. He was six feet tall and 175 pounds while playing football at Princeton. (laughs) That's so awesome. That someone could be that body type and be like a professional football player or like a college football player. McCauley later enrolled at the University of Michigan as a medical student, and while at Michigan, he served as the head football coach of the 1994-1995 Michigan Wolverines. So at the age of 23 and 24, he was the head coach of the Wolverines. Just between fucking med, like, school classes, he's like, all right, guys, we're, like, we gotta beat the shit out of Ohio State, so that's important. Uh, And get this, he compiled a coaching record of 17-2-1. And his point eight seven five winning percentage remains the second highest in the program's history. Mm-hmm. McCauley was a medical student at Michigan while he served as the coach of the football team. And in two of his seasons as head coach, the Wolverines lost only two games, once to Cornell and once to Harvard. In 1894, the Wolverines defeated Cornell 12-4, to and for the first time that a Western and quote-unquote Western school had beaten one of the established Eastern football powers. He also served as the assistant coach. How do you say that you go to assistant coach after a 17-2 record as assistant coach for the 1890-1896 Michigan football team? He's like, uh, I'm, I'm a doctor now. I can't focus that much on the team, so I guess I'll be assistant coach. After leaving Michigan, McCauley was a student at the medical department of the University of Pennsylvania, uh, and then, unfortunately, in March of 1989, he died of heart disease at his home in Rochester, New York. So, so at the was... age of 26, uh, after a successful year of uh, successful career of coaching and and uh, medical school, at the age of 26, he uh, died of heart disease. Wait, so hold on. He died in 1889. 1898. 1890. Okay, so I thought you said 1989. I was like. He was 118? Like, what? No, sorry. I, I know I fucked it up. I kept saying 19. Yeah, 1898. He was only 26 years old. That's died of heart really disease. sad. Jesus Christ. Th- things were a lot different back then. A 26-year-old dying of heart disease, not that common, I feel like, back then. Also, he lived such a full life. Yeah. He was only 26. He did so much, so much more than I have in my life. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Different days on a 26 year old with a 17 and two uh, coaching record for Michigan. St- Michigan dies of heart disease. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough. So that's that's the ballad of William McCauley, and that's a that's a positive end to our show. I think so. I, yeah, maybe maybe I should not watch as much Netflix as I do. I, there's he accomplished so much back then when there were no distractions. Now we just have far too much to keep us from fulfilling our potential. Like I said, next time I'll, I'll vet our, our wiki roulette a little, a little more. <laughs> that sounds good. A, that one was good, I feel like. What a what a wild ride. I can't believe well, now if you're listening, you can, you can throw that out there like, hey, uh, William McCauley, 26, 23 years old, head coach of Michigan, 17-2 record, died. Hard to see. Yeah. At 26. Uh, if there's a picture of him, he looks like 85 because that's just how I imagine things were. Everyone looked a lot older back in the day. Before sunscreen was invented, um, yep. everyone aged very, very dramatically. Much more weathered, yes. Yeah. So uh, that was good. Um, yeah, anything else before we get on out of here? Nope. That's it for me. Like I said, next time we come back, we'll have a little more 
news on HBO Max, and uh, we can talk about House of Dragon, which is very exciting. Yes. So, uh, like we said at the top of the show, please subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Make fake accounts. I don't give a fuck. That's fine. That's fine. Just get us over 100 subscribers. Um, follow us on all the various TikToks. Um, I've literally won for shows now, like this show. The Have Not Room has its own. Then we have the Wicked Good Everything, the Wicked Good Sports. Um, just so much. So so much is happening there. Um, if you're not sick of me after this podcast, go to Wicked Good Sports. Sorry. Have videos all the time on the four major sports. Then I'm also covering Big Brother. Uh, the new episode will be out tomorrow on this channel. Um, and yeah, other than that, don't, it's, it's been great chatting as always. Yeah, it's always fun. If anyone's listening, uh, thank you. If anyone's out there. Thank you so much. And, uh, we'll see you in the next one.